And joining me to take a look at how that market has fared is Viv Gavinda from Rand Swiss Offshore. Viv, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, Viv, it's been quite a week. Uh, lots of interest rate decisions. I think that's really uh, what's uh, really dominated markets. So we've seen uh, most of the banks hold pat on rates, actually, right? Uh, let's talk about that, maybe starting with the U.S. Fed, but also the Bank uh, of Japan, the Bank of England, as well as the PBOC. Yeah, look, I mean, the uh, Bank of Japan is a little different because they really can't raise rates. They have such a huge debt uh, burden at the moment that if they raised rates even like, you know half as much as the US, the EU has raised, they would just be unable to service the amount of debt they have. So they just uh, are forced to basically keep rates as, as at super low levels, despite the fact that they've had a slight increase in inflation. Uh, the U.S. Fed has come out and raised, uh, it's kept still steady, but promised, or not promised, but indicated that they are likely to raise uh, again. Uh, because inflation still hasn't, uh, you know, fallen away. Uh, the, uh, the English, basically, the Bank of England, or British, or the, or the English, but the British have, uh, you know, they've had a huge issue with inflation. Uh, they've had probably the worst inflation of any of the major developed countries. They've also had some of the slowest growth of any of the major developed countries as well. Uh, and that obviously uh, means that they've got a, quite a tough balancing act to put in place there. And it kind of makes sense because they had a slightly you know, better inflation number last time around than had been anticipated, slightly better, and that they took this chance to basically hold steady. So most people are holding steady right now, but I think the U.S. probably is going to have to raise again. And, and if you look at the uh, you know, jobless claims numbers coming out, it shows that the economy is quite strong at the moment. So they probably will have to raise one more time at least. Uh, England probably again as well, the back of England. Uh, in South Africa, we will just follow whatever the rest of the world does, unfortunately. I must also ask you about, you know, uh, that English uh, economy, Viv, because, you know, what we are uh, seeing is exactly what you've said. It's one of the most, um, maybe uh, one of those economies that's in real trouble compared to other uh, develop, developed nations. Keen to get your thoughts on that. What, what is it going to take to steer the ship in a different direction? They do seem to have some sort of um, political stability now. I'm wondering if that can translate into policy stability and then that can, uh, you know, see this economy kind of steady itself even post-Brexit. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, they're very stable, but they're only basically stable because they're dead, uh, it's a dead party running uh, the country, basically. Mm -hmm. The Tories are incredibly behind the, the Labour Party when it comes to uh, polls. So the next election, they're going to be replaced, you know, on match. You're talking about a change of power, uh, like, you know, that hasn't been seen in more than a decade in the UK. Uh, I think if you go back to like Tony Blair's time, even this might even be bigger than that. Uh, in terms of the sweep that uh, is going to happen to the Tories here. Uh, they're just so massively behind. So uh, it's the stability now because nobody just wants the position on the Tory side. The Tories only have the uh, you know, power they have right now is because they haven't called an election. As soon as they call the next election, they're going to lose. Uh, and everybody knows that. So nobody wants to take, you know, like British uh, Sunak fought uh, Liz Trust for the power. Liz Trust fought, you know, to Liz, uh, Boris Johnson for that power. Right now, nobody wants to fight British Sunak for the power because they know it's it's a dead, uh, you know, uh, office basically and uh, he's going to go down the next election uh they have gotten the brexit issues uh still on their plate uh and they haven't been able to do much it's been really uh it's bad you know luck for them that they had brexit right before COVID. if you think about it you know a couple of years before COVID, they had brexit and they probably didn't understand how bad the world economy was going to be in a couple of years time mm. and they inflicted this extra thing on them so yeah it's an economy that's in real trouble uh you know far worse than you would think from uh you know to uh, our impression of what the uk looks like 
Keen to get some company news now. Investec releasing a set of numbers. Um, I was surprised to see uh, Investec, uh, you know, lament the issue of high interest rates simply because of their clientele, which is possibly the most resilient uh, of what we have in South Africa. Um, and also, you know, because of the favorable rates that they do give uh, to their clients. Of, of Let's just talk about the set of numbers um, and what you uh, have deduced from them. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, I think all the banks are experiencing the same thing where, you know, obviously people uh, are having more difficulty paying, uh, you know, the bond, the, 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 their loans back. But, you know, the fact that the high interests are there means that the banks basically are making more money. Uh, so they all are seeing, you know, more customer pain, but also higher revenue. Uh, they have seen also, they say, an increase in non-interest revenue. Uh, and it's coming from a diversity of income stream. So that is also positive for them. Uh, look, Investec is, is is the bank in South Africa, as you mentioned, that deals with the, uh, you know, the really upper income in South Africa. They're kind of a, the reverse of a capital, you know what I mean? Um, and in South Africa, you do know that there's a bit of a, uh, you know, a split in terms of the economy. There's, you know, a really wealthy upper crust of the economy and a far larger, you know, poorer, you know, bottom of the economy as well. And investing focuses on the upper crust. Uh, the fact that they are seeing, you know, good activity happening there uh, is not indicative of the entire subject economy, but as maybe indicates maybe more activity among those upper crust people. Uh, we've seen a lot more offshore transfers happening. I think that uh, does indicate that, you know, offshore investment is obviously attractive to these people. And I think that's helping uh, investing at the moment. Let's talk quantum foods now, very similar to Astral Foods, I guess, a uh, warning of very uh, big falls in profits here. The poultry industry, Viv, uh, really is being hit by uh, the kinds of headwinds that are even beyond their control. Keen to get your thoughts on what you thought of Astral Foods' um, update, but also uh, what should we be doing maybe as a country to be stabilizing uh, this poultry sector? And the only reason I ask is because South Africans are a chicken, South Africans are chicken eating people um, and eggs are a staple in most South African households. Yeah, look, this is a very bad uh, news story. We've not affected the market as much as people, uh, like, you know, would uh, more notice it by the GSE, except by the food companies. But to give you an idea, in 2017, right, we had in the last outbreak of this particular thing, the price of eggs went up over 30% at that point in time. Uh, this might be an even bigger thing. So we're looking at eggs prices increasing significantly. Uh, the last time it happened, like in 2017, when an outbreak like this happened, I think the total cost of the industry was about 1.9 billion rands. Okay, and so they have to absorb that. We've already seen, for instance, I think apparently uh, ShopRite has looked at, you know, talking to the producers to make sure that they have enough stock of poultry uh, for the festive season, which is obviously going to be a big thing. You know, people want to have chicken around Christmas time. Well, but uh, keep... and... Sorry, please do Sorry. go ahead. Please go ahead and finish your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And also, I want you, you point out, like, you know, with a chicken-eating country, it's not just a, like a luxury good. This is the basic protein for South Africa. Eggs and chicken are the basic protein for this country. We have a really poor population. We've seen only recently a drop in, uh, you know, uh, food inflation down to 8%. You know, earlier we had periods where we were like at 13%. You know, uh, in a country as poor as ours, whereas we have as many people dependent on, uh, on, you know, welfare grants, et cetera, which are really limited. And with the austerity, that's probably going to have to come into play because of treasury issues. Uh, this is a really serious issue for the country's uh, population. But like I said, unfortunately, it won't be reflecting in the markets, but this is a really big uh, you know, impact to the country at the moment. I'll we'll be watching that one closely and speaking to the poultry industry in just a bit, Viv, but I'm keen to get your stock pick. Uh, but before then, let's reflect on some of the counters that have found favor with your industry peers.
Uh, we're going to go for implants. Um, the platinum sector, by and large, has been hit hard. I looked earlier um, in the last 52 weeks, so just in the last one year, the implants as high as 200, I was just 234 rand. They're currently trading at 95, so they've dropped just over 60%. Um, the platinum prices themselves have been disappointing, and now we uh, we expect China to start coming on board. And you know we do have some level of control over platinum prices because we are the biggest producer. So I just think the whole platinum space has been hit way too hard, and Implats is a very low cost producer. Uh, but again, it's a single commodity name. It's going to be volatile, but I think at these levels, it's looking very good value. Stock pick is actually Shoprite. So a couple of reasons for that. I mean, we've seen some pressure in Shoprite uh, of late. I think that part of that's being driven by the increased load sharing that we've seen uh, recently. Reasons for the position for the for the whole, I mean, for the for the buy recommendation ShopRite is that if you look at the amount of CapEx that ShopRite is spending, they spent six and a half billion in this period. They're gonna be spending another eight and a half billion for the next two years. And we think that's gonna put severe pressure on their competitors, competitors in terms of the store rollout across all formats. So whether it's Checkers, ShopRite, USAVE, and even the liquor format as well, it's gonna, it's gonna significantly a system significantly in terms of growing market share. It also gives them good pricing power as well uh, when it comes to the food producers. So we think that at a 19 times multiple, it's worth paying up for the double-digit growth that you're going to likely see from ShopRite. Uh, strong balance sheet, excellent management team. And I think if you normalize for the one and a half billion diesel cost they've had in this period, you're also getting very, very good return metrics out of the business. And once diesel is in the, once load shedding is in the base, we're likely to see a higher dividend and even maybe a buyback to kick in at some point in time. So yeah. excellent management team. They just seem to be executing well on all fronts. So we have to be, to hold that. Well, uh, Viv, we have Implants and ShopRite. What are your thoughts on those counters before we head into your stock pick? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, ShopRite, I think, is the still the champion in the uh, retail sector in South Africa. Unfortunately, it's just like a retail sector where we've seen retail sales come down dramatically over the last little while. The consumer is under pressure. You know, we've seen things like, for instance, the petrol price increase. I mean, it, it, it's quite simple. You know, higher electricity prices, higher rates, higher petrol prices, less money in people's pockets. They spend less money, they have less money to spend in the, in the country. Uh, ShopRite has been the winner uh, in this sector in the commerce because they've gained market share. Uh, so, yeah, if you have a, a hope for a turn on the subject economy, ShopRite is probably a good place to be. Uh, unfortunately, right now, things are looking uh, quite dire for that retail sector. Uh, and Viv, what's your stock pick for today? Uh, my stock pick? Uh, look, I, I'm still quite uh, positive on the whole AI trend, so I remain, uh, you know, positive in those companies. Uh, the company I'll pick this time around will be uh, Alphabet. Uh, I think that they are going to be the next, uh, you know, Big story here in the next say, two or three months, going to release Gemini uh, for Alphabet. I think that's going to be the next uh, big, uh, you know, AI system. And the normally when we've seen this thing happen in the past, we've seen uh, if the system is, is very good and if they thought to be, you know, positive by the market, we tend to see a bit of a rally around it. Well, it was always a pleasure uh, catching up with you. Thank you so much for wrapping this week up with us. That was your midday market update with Viv Gavinder from Rand Swiss Offshore.